Get ready for the ultimate showdown as we take a deep dive into the history of the ZX Spectrum's most famous fighting game, Way of the Exploding Fist. We're talking development, gameplay, and then we put it toe-to-toe -to -toe with the C64 version. Join us for Kumite Combat on Iris Sinclair. Hi everybody, welcome to Iris Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're talking about Way of the Exploding Fist. Cool. You know, you're a uh, big connoisseur of the classic Kung Fu movie. From I do like it, that's right? true, that's absolutely true. You always have the special maneuver, you know, the iron hand, yeah. or the iron forehead. Or the onemery touch. What's your favorite, what's your favorite movie? Uh, listen, I'm... <laughs> I love the old school, but I have to say I like the new school, too. Mm. The uh, uh, five-finger exploding heart palm technique, which is what it's called. The, it's uh, from Kill Bill 1 and 2, if you've ever seen those movies. Uh, the uh, five-point palm exploding heart technique, where uh, you have to literally go bing, 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 and then once you do that, whoever gets the shot... They can stand up. They're alive. They can stand up. They can take like four steps like that, but on the fifth step, their heart explodes. They fall really? over dead. There's no cure. You're done. Wow. You know, and old, and not to ruin the movie, but at the end of it, she gives Bill the old uh, exploding heart technique, and he dies. Uh, it's a. I love Kill Bill because it's a. Obviously, Tarantino watched a lot of the same movies I did from back in the day because it's got training montages with the guy on the hill. It's got the crazy old master. It's got all the wacky stuff from the 70s. It's a lot, lots of great stuff in that, an ode to people like me. And so that was an awesome, an awesome one. Another one I like, as I mentioned, was the old memory touch. What is that? Well, you that was, keep saying that word, and I can't oh, understand what you're touch. It's because it's, it's Japanese. It oh. means the, I think it means the big sleep. I, I thought you were saying it's the old memory touch. No, the old no. It's the old <laughs> memory touch. Okay, if you okay. watch, there's a there's a character in Batman, the animated series. It's a ninja, man bat. No, he's a ninja, and he's actually one of Bruce Wayne's rivals. When Bruce Wayne learned how to do martial arts, and eventually he steals the the uh, technique paper. To learn the onemory touch, and it's a touch when he hit. It's a death touch, basically. Is that how Rawls? Is that Rawls all ghoul? No, different guy. He's just a ninja. Okay. He's a ninja. Uh, Kaodai Ken, I believe, is his name. And at the end, but luckily, Batman, being Batman, when he tries to hit Batman with the onemory touch, Batman had studied this guy's training dummy, mm -hmm. and he saw the area where this guy had been training, so he double padded it. Oh. So basically, when the guy gave him the old onemory touch, Batman just no sold it. And then he did this bit that I love in martial arts movies. This guy's throwing everything he's got, but he's demoralized. And Batman's just going like this, and finally he just goes, whack, whack, and just gives him the double oh, smack. Yeah. You know you're done. So mm -hmm. the guy jumps on a volcano. You got to. <laughs> You know what I mean? You it's got the only honorable death. You got to go. Point, yeah. yeah, those are great. So it, I like the modern. It's funny how much those old kung fu and chop suey martial arts movies have influenced modern cinema. You see all that stuff. And everything from the Matrix, you know, to the mod, a lot of modern fight scenes have a lot of the influence from those things. And that's what makes it fun. So you can see the the you know transition. That's you know, I was doing a little bit of research about the scene, and the biggest studio, I guess, was this outfit called the Shaw Brothers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They got their start. I figured they probably got their start in the 50s and 60s. No. They started making movies in 1925. Yeah. They were around forever. Yeah. 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 You always saw that little jingle come up. And they, mm -hmm. I believe they did a, 
You've heard of Hammer, right? The Hammer yeah. movies. They yeah. did a, I think it's the Shaw Brothers and the Hammer guys did a movie together. Really? It was like vampires and stuff and Kung Fu in it. Oh, it's real sounds, bizarre. Yeah. Sounds like it might be pretty good. Yeah, it's 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 different, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, Aaron, let's talk about Way of the Exploding Fist. That that was the uh, Spectrum Beeper's interpretation of Bruce Lee's yell. I do like the look of the guy when he's, you know, he's the, the, in the loading screen. He's like, ah, his face is all contorted. Yeah. Do you look like that when you key on? Is that what the- Listen, there's a picture of me floating around online when I was fighting in my last tournament when yeah. I was about to get punched in the face. Yeah. I was making that face as I was evading the blow. <laughs> I believe it. in your case. You make some weird faces. So this one, Boat, uh, is one boy. This is what I heard about over the years, and I remember when this was out, and over in, in the States, this made a small noise. I, I know it was much bigger in Europe, but I did know people that played this and were into it. Uh, this is Way the Exploiting Fist, published by Melbourne House, of all play, mm-hmm. places. Now, uh, Melbourne House was basically a, a publishing joint for a lot of the people that made uh, games in Australia. And so they did a lot of stuff... That that was well, you'd sort of know, and it's some stuff we've got to try. But amongst the things that they published were Arg, Barbarian, Double Dragon, uh, lots of stuff. Developers, this were now. This is weird. The developers are titled as Beam Software, and I looked at what Beam did. We got to play this one, both. They did something called Australian Games. Mm, we yes. got to try that. Yeah, I, so, bet there, I bet there's a possum toss. I bet in there's there. something with a boomerang and a koala. Mm-hmm. But th- maybe if Australians made it, it's less cliche, like lame, you know, because they know what's. I mean, maybe it's not. I don't know. But that we got to try that. But they also did a ton of like. Uh, Tolkien stuff. They did The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, Shadows of Remordor. <laughs> classic Tolkien novel, Penetrator. And let's not forget Rock and Wrestle came out of these guys, which we tried that one a yeah. while back. So they did a lot of cool stuff. Oh, I like this one. Street Hassle. <laughs> That's another good one. Not the Street Hassle. <laughs> what do you want to play? Double Dragon, Penetrator, or Street Hassle? Yeah, that just sounds like life. You know? <laughs> I just thought that was great. Uh, this was worked on by four fellows. You had Greg Bennett, who uh, did, went on to do Fist 2, which is not a good name. Uh, uh, Greg Holland, who did Bazooka Bill, uh, Sports Hero in Lord of the Rings. Steven Taylor, who worked on Bedlam Fist 2. He did uh, Horace to the Rescue, one of the Horace games. Knuckle Busters, Lord of the Rings. And then lastly, you got William Tang, who worked on an Asterix games, and he worked on all the horse games. I guess the horse games all came from Melbourne. I didn't think about I, it. Yeah, now that I, now that you mentioned that, I do remember yeah. seeing the logo on there. And he also worked on Muggsy's Revenge. Uh, this was released on the uh, a multitude of machines, but the uh, ZX got an 85. Original price for this thing, boat, 8 pound, 95p. Uh, and this was a one or two player simultaneous karate game uh, released on the Amstrad, the CPC, the BBC Micro, C64, the Commodore Plus 4. All got uh, copies of this bad boy. Uh, and the uh, they look different. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I looked at three of the four, and they are radically different yeah. looking games. Yeah. Um, so, let's go way back for a minute, if you'll indulge me. Okay. There was a game that came out in the arcades called Karate Champ. All right, you remember this game. At the original version of Karate Champ, it was a one-player game that utilized two joysticks uh, in a way to let you perform karate maneuvers against an opponent. And eventually, uh, uh, bulls and flower pots and other stuff that came at you, but mostly just other opponents as you worked your way through a tournament. 
this game, I remember when this came out in the arcade, and this game was a big hit over here. It was revolutionary in a lot of ways because, number one, no one could see a control scheme like this. But this was the first time that it really played a game, a karate-type game, that let you feel like, hey, I'm doing some karate. Mm -hmm. Like, there was no crazy crap, but it was all stuff you could really do. Mm -hmm. You know, and this was a real fun game. And so, forever after that, people tried to, like, rip Karate Champ off. And this was the another example of the game that took what Karate Champ did and just sort of kind of poured it to the home. Well, I'm going to tell you something All right. that's going to blow your mind. All right. This game started development before Karate Champ was released. Really? The guy, when this game came out, Karate Champ hadn't even come out. Oh, you're Australia. kidding me. So this had nothing so to do with So you're telling me that Karate this Champ. did not rip off Karate That's Champ. That's correct. That is astounding That's to me. That's correct. Well, you did Karate Champ come out? 1984. Really? And this came out, so what do, you, what do you make of this then? Well, it's the same thing that happens a lot of times. You know, the video game market had reached a certain maturity where people were like, hey, I bet we could do a thing that nobody's ever done before. Yeah. Okay? And so and if you think about it, if they wanted to make a Karate Champ ripoff, they could have, but this game did more than Karate Champ right out of the gate because it was two players right out of the gate, which Karate Champ wasn't. That's true. It also, the control scheme is totally different because it's button-based, not two joystick-based. That's the also Dawn true. The Dawn system not present in Karate Champ. Well, the, to, be, the, to be fair, though, the, the button system that, you, that this game uses... Is effectively simulates the second joystick. Their, their their controls are basically the same. They just mapped with and without a button. Yeah. So it's one of the. I watched an interview with the developer of this game. All right. And it's one of the great uh, indignities that he's had to suffer throughout his life because this is obviously the biggest thing that he ever did. Okay. And his whole life, people have been saying, "Well, you ripped off Karate Champ." When he hadn't even seen Karate Champ when he started making this game. What do you think? But let's let's ponder this for a moment. Because they're ex they're exactly similar. I mean, if, I mean, well, it's two guys fighting. How right. are you going to make it different? Right, I, I agree. But I mean, it, it, it's very similar. The point system is pretty much the same. No, the point system's not the same. You got what do the you mean, half and full points. You got the well. That's, that's karate. It's two guys fighting in karate. Right, but they I mean, ripped off karate. But I'm, you don't use yin yang. So it's basically the same basic bear. Yeah, because they ripped off karate. So you, what do you think these? Do you, do you think these were in development simultaneously? Yes. And they came out with the exact same thing. That is un that's unfathomable to me. I'll be honest with so you. So you don't believe the developer? No one ever. All I'm saying is that this had never happened before that, and then suddenly two people do it simultaneously. It is strange. You got to admit that. It wasn't exactly simultaneously. You know, this game came out in Japan. Karate Champ came out in Japan. Then it came out in the U.S. and then it came out in Europe. Right, but it came out. If it came out in '84, this game came out for the Spectrum in '85. Right, and when it, it came out for other systems, what earlier than '85? I think it was. I think they because it's a simultaneous release. Well, I'm just saying, there's a, they would have been in development very similar time. Yeah, but, I mean, listen, is it coincidental? Yes, but. I'm not saying what they're doing is they're taking something that was already established. It wasn't like it's not like Katamari Damacy, a totally off the wall. But this hadn't been concept. established. There'd never been a game like this. This is based on something that happens all the time. It's two karate guys fighting in a tournament. Right, but the controls are the, the, the controls are, with the exception of there being a joystick involved, the other is exactly the same. Well, how else would you do it? Well, I mean, you had stuff like Yara Kung Fu. That yeah, a totally different name. Well, except it was a totally different game because it didn't simulate a tournament fight in karate. Right, but it was still simulating karate. Is my is what I'm saying. No, uh, I don't agree with that. Well, I was, but I mean, there are a multitude of ways to look at something like. Uh, um, uh, um, 
The uh, game from the Prince of Persia guy, the karate game. Yeah, that game sucked. No, now, it doesn't. It he doesn't does suck. talk about how karateka you could do two. There were like two moves: you could jump and you could kick and you could punch, and that's it. Karateka is a waste of time. Nobody should ever Listen, play. You, and this game is the first game that was out on home computers that actually did a decent job of mimicking a karate. That's also that, my point. Is there there are different interpretations of how to and karateka also came out, which is the real pronunciation. Karateka oh, came man. out. Now you're just fighting me and. I mean, that is basically the same game as this. So you could say everybody ripped off Karateka. It's, I totally, guarantee it's it, totally different control scheme. I guarantee you nobody in Japan was playing Karateka. I'm going to look into this further. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm buying this okay. guy developer. If you want to believe honest with the you. developer's line, it's, it's your Well, prerogative. if someone said for years that you ripped off somebody else, I'd probably lie too, just so it wouldn't look like I ripped them off. Okay. There you go. Anyway, to be continued on that one. But that was a passionate uh, d- debate right there. So with all that said... What is this? It's a one-on-one fighting game uh, where you take on a fellow karate combatant in an effort to best them in the sport of karate, a great sport, which I actually did some point fighting back in the day. And it's pretty much very similar to this, except their techniques a lot better than mine, and also I was fatter. Uh, the uh, how many jump flip? Not so many. I will. I will say I did have a Japanese guy. Not on me, but I watched it. We had some Japanese kids in from from to the train with us. Mm-hmm. They were a lot better, by the way. And I did see one of them jump over my buddy John Earl and kick him in the back, That's and it was good. awesome. It good. was very similar to this. I never thought about it till this exact second. So the game's actually very clever in the control system because I will say one thing you did have with Karate Champ was you had that very brilliant two-joystick system. Well, you don't have that option on the ZX. You've got a keyboard and you've got a joystick. What are you going to do? Well, so what they did was all the – if when you hold the button down and push a, a direction on the joystick, this uh, – every direction you push, push will provide you with some sort of kick. Mm-hmm. It will be – if you hit diagonal for up, diagonal to the right, you'll get a high kick. If you hit diagonal forward, you get a straight kick. Diagonal down, it's a low kick. If you pull all the way down, it's a sweep. And then when you go back around the compass, you're doing stuff to your back because it's possible for the guys to get behind each other in this game, which is quite brilliant. Uh, and then when you let go of the button, your four cardinal directions move your character and then your uh, when you hold the button diagonally uh, and forward, you'll get punches. It's actually qu- it's a brilliant it's a brilliant setup, really, with the uh, with the way it works. Uh, we've seen other games use this setup. That, well, like for example, uh, uh, the uh, karate games we've put on the Amiga. Uh, some of them well, have Pan- used that. Panza, Panza yeah, this. Panza does it. But we've, there's a couple we've played that were sort of. They, I mean, but listen, these were way out, out past these. Mm-hmm. And really, you're right. It's a with a one button joystick to simulate lots of different moves. It's a good way to go, and it's really not that difficult to learn. No. And I will say, once it's booted up, and I figured out how to start a game and set the controller up, I had no problem adapting to the play style. This is a game that, much like Karate Champ, rewards uh, extended play. Because uh, if you you set this thing up with a two-player game so you can practice, right? And you really learn these moves until they work like muscle memory. Yeah. You really feel like you have full control over this this fighting guy. And you didn't get that sense of control until the Street Fighter era, basically. Yeah. The and what Here's what I like about this game. And, of course, is that it's a realistic karate game. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if you're a real combatant. Now, admittedly, I watch a lot of full contact black belt in-ring karate, mm-hmm. and they were not flipping over each no. other. But they were sweeping. They were doing lunge punches, high kicks, mm-hmm. roundhouse kicks. 
All the same stuff you do. There's no fireballs or that crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, both guys are unarmed, which is cool. And they both look good. Now, let's talk about the graphics on this thing, Boat. Because I know we both checked out the other uh, offerings for this. What did you think about what the ZX turned in here for the loading screen, for the backgrounds, and for the characters? I think that this is a fantastic example of what the Spectrum could do graphically. It's really playing to the strengths of the system. And I'll tell you why. The the play field where the, the fighters are is monochromatic. Your player sprites are monochromatic, but they're very, very highly detailed. Yeah. They're almost drawn. You know, we always go back to like the old black and white Macintosh games. So there 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 are only two colors, but everything is very it's very finely drawn. Uh, in the background, you have a very colorful scene. You've got a, a Mount Fuji in the back that is purple. You've got a pagoda that's red, and then you've got a surrounding forest. You have a lake. And then, you, of course, you have the sensei who's back there in the background keep watching over everything. Um, to me, if I was going to design this game, I'd do it the exact same way. Because you're going to run into lots of problems with color clash if you try and make your fighters uh, multicolored sprites, if you will. Uh, this is the way to go. You can clearly see who is who by the color of the geese. Um, I really think that uh, this game is the best looking total package. And when we get into the different versions, I'll tell you why. But just overall, I'm very impressed with the way that the, the Spectrum's graphics were used. Yeah, I think they did a good job. They're, they've got three different levels uh, or three different dis- distinct uh, areas you can fight in uh, that are nice. They're what I find. You're right. There's Given the limitations of the system... What you've got here is more color than you would expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the fight on the right is sort of this off, this kind of gray. He's not as beautiful as the man on the bottom. He's do it's it's workable. It's not that bad. Uh, the uh, movement of the characters, I hey, it's good. I think, uh, and this plays a perfectly fine game. When I ran through this, I'm not saying I went through here and just crushed it, but I had a decent run, a couple of runs through it. And it was one thing that I thought was interesting was unlike and there are this is not exactly like Karate Champ. But one of the differences is in Karate Champ the head kick, for example, you cover cover some ground on mm-hmm. it. This one he jumps straight, pretty much straight up with very little forward momentum. And so what it changes, believe it or not, that one thing changes the game mm-hmm. because what you're doing is you're waiting for your opponent to throw something that you could jump over or counter or block and then nail him. And so it's more of a it's more of a counterpunching game to me than Karate Champ. Oh, it's yeah. different. Is that did you get that vibe? Me too. Me too. And I love and I don't know. I'm not I'm not a huge expert in Karate Champ, but it seems to me that you have a lot more sort of parrying moves available to you in this game. Uh, the way that you can kind of sidestep yeah. and 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 block you you have of course you have your basic blocks, but you also have a sidestep parry yeah. that I found to be effective. This game if you've never played this game, this is a very slow-moving title if you're used to modern one-on-one fighting games. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of, say, that it's the TV sports basketball of the fighting genre. And I don't mean that in a pejorative way. I mean, you really think it's a very cerebral type of game. It sort of reminded me of uh, Budokan. That kind of... That yeah, kind of I mean, this is way better well, than Well, I Budokan. think the, comp, the one-on-one combat in this for unarmed is better than Budokan. Yeah. Uh, but um, what I say is the you're right. It's it's and really Karate Champ was the same way. It wasn't like a super fast game, and I like this it, because and it really it's also something the system can handle. You're not asking a lot of the system, and and it feels good. And but when you're in the heat of combat, you're feeling it. And I'll tell you something, Boat. There's a rare 
game on the Coco called Karate, okay? Mm-hmm. And it has a control system similar to this, and it's got a vibe like this in terms of the counter, the, the dodging and stuff. Because when you play, I've played some games that on, on stream. And when you're in there, when you're in there weaving and moving, it, the block is it really looks like a real fight. Oh, yeah. It really and, makes you feel cool. It's like, oh man, thing. I'm really moving. When you land a good hit on this game, it really feels good. The, the, we should talk a little bit about the scoring system. So the the scoring is is not based on if you were able to actually you know kick or punch. It's how well you execute the move. Yeah. So if you, you know, if you, obviously if you punch the air, you're not going to get a point. Right. Um, it, however, if you just lightly graze your opponent, you're not going to get a full point. You'll just get a half yeah, point. Just exactly like karate, Chad, yeah, the you, same thing. You have to land a solid blow and that adds a whole nother level of, of strategy to this game. And it also, to me, makes the game feel like, you know, just more realistic. It's yeah. a more realistic game. It's a, like I said, it's a different it's a different vibe than a lot of the other like Karate Chip esque games. In the fact that, like I said, this this made me block and counter punch more, which mm-hmm. and that makes it more fun for me. Or different sorts of fun. That's what I basically yeah. mean. Uh, it's uh, the uh, uh, sound. Let's talk about the sound uh, of all the versions of this that I looked at. This one, the sound not that good. Yeah. Uh, but of course, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, we <laughs> we played a little snippet. You get a little sort of, I mean, a little mini tune when you win, but, basically. Yeah, but that's it. There's not much. There's not a whole lot of what I would call. Like, I mean, it makes a noise you, when you hit. Yeah, you've got to. You've got to. And got, it sounds sort of karate like, mm-hmm. I guess, in a, in a way. Yeah, yeah, and it is. I really like the way that your opponent will double over when you land a yeah. good blow. You know, there's some there's some good animations in your opponent as he kind of takes punishment. There's a great one when you like duck down and punch him in the groin, and it looks like you give him the groin. And yeah. He goes like, oh. You know, a lot of people compare this game to uh, IK Plus. And I think that the, 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 that comparison is entirely unfounded. Well, oh, this is, I well, I like this more than IK Plus. Me too. And it's a, t- I mean, to me, I mean, it is, it's two or three karate guys fighting each other. Yeah. But this game is so much deeper. There's so much more going on. It doesn't have the silly things. You can't pants your opponent, which also rarely happens in tournament karate. Um, But this game just, it, it feels like it's got legs, you know. The I will say, I don't know how, how deeply you went into this, but there were they made updated versions of this. I don't mean Fist 2. I just mean, like, they made a version that's called, like, um, a way to explain this plus mm-hmm. that did some stuff. I didn't dive into them very much because I, I thought I maybe somewhere know, yeah. we would get might get I into them. But they did make them. They're pretty different looking. Speaking of different looking boat, let's take a look at a poor comparison between this and the C64 real quick. Uh, the uh, C64 version of this is, uh, from what I read, this is sort of the the premier version. And you did you try both these? And what I did you think? I played three versions of this game. You, you also, I'm guessing the Amstrad. I played the Amstrad. Yeah. I played the C64, and I played the Spectrum. The Spectrum is my favorite. Okay. I think it's best. And I'll tell you why. Okay, what does the C64 do well? It does music great. Yeah. It's got a great tune that plays. Okay, yeah. it's colorful. I'll give it that. Yeah, it does have the. I mean, it's it's vomit colored, but it does have a lot that of colors okay. on the screen. It's got the listen. Unfortunately, what your characters are is they're just they're, they're, they look like pixelated guys. There's no art. There's no artistic flair. They look a lot like guys. the IK Plus guys, yeah, don't they? Yeah, I really like the hand-drawn monochromatic uh, look of your fighters on the ZX Spectrum version, and I also like the way that I think that the animations this game moves quicker. On the C64, yeah, but I don't think it's a good thing. I like the sort of the like when you jump 
on the C64, it looks like a video game jump. It's like, you know, yeah. on the, this is more, it's, it's a little bit more floaty. It's a little bit more graceful. There's a little bit more of an arc to your jump on the ZX Spectrum version. I just think the Spectrum version is a better effort overall. However, most people are going to prefer the C64 version because it's more colorful and it's got sound. The C64, the sound is real good on the C64 yeah, version. Yeah. There's also lots of yaws and yep. all that jive. Mm-hmm. And I like the graphics. I like. The, I think the guys look okay. I mean, it's funny. It's. I will say the, if, the striking thing when you look at them side by side is how close the ZX got them. And terms, like I said, with the exception of the fact that you, your guys are sort of transparent or whatever, the rest of it, they actually, it's, they come in pretty close mm-hmm. on a lot of backgrounds, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the the it's funny to me that I played the C Super version. It reminded me more of it. Were, some parts of it reminded me more of Karate Champ. For example, it is not nearly as much of a counter punching game as the as ZX version. It does play quicker. Uh, it's okay. I like. I mean, it's it really is. It's sort of different though. Yeah. But it's okay. I mean, I kind of like it. Oh, it's it. not bad at all. It's fast. It plays fast. I'm just I'm just saying. You know, a lot of people are, would dismiss the Spectrum version uh, just out of hand just by taking a look at a screenshot. Yeah. But it's there. The, the game part of the game there. It's a different game, and I think it's a better game. I know the uh, the uh, C64 version has an ending. I do know that. Okay. Or has it where you actually fight a bull, uh, and the uh, ZX does just loops. So mm-hmm. I guess there's that. You know, I mean, it's better looking. I, between the play of the two, I probably do like the ZX play more. I'm not, I, yeah, and not that's that, why we do it. That's why we play the game. Yeah, because they, they, they it, it, I just, I don't know. I just like the feel yeah, of it. Now, how yeah. did they, what did you think of the Amstrad version? The Amstrad version, the Amstrad version is, it's, it's sort, it's very much, it's much more similar to the ZX Spectrum version of the speed. Yeah, but it's got more colors. It's yeah. a more colorful game, but it's not quite as pretty as the C64 version. It's, a, it's sort of a halfway in between. I see. I see. So your favorite overall. Then spectrum. Well, okay, no there question. you go. No question. And we're not homers either. We tell no. you if we don't like something. Yeah. So, I mean, this four's got tons of ports that are better than the spectrum version. This is just not one of. Them. Yeah, and, and I will. Uh, we both agree. It's funny, uh, despite our uh, debate earlier, we both agree this is probably our favorite one to play, and it, we also agree it's pretty, we like it better than IK Plus. Yeah, and we are gotta be in the minority because I saw a lot of people talking about this, and people I didn't see an anyone. Unhealthy, yeah, people have an unhealthy obsession with IK Plus. I don't. I don't understand. It's it. funny because I looked at some of the wacky hacks and pluses on this and mm. one of them and introduce a third guy oh, which okay, like I can't plus which again I always thought that was dumb. I never liked right, that right you know I always thought that was dumb but everybody hey everybody's got their own gimmick did we mm. get any uh, action on this thing we did we got some discord reviews Aaron uh, we've got uh, we're gonna start things off with Sloney soft uh, one of our newest uh, supporters over at patreon.com slash our Sinclair he says, 8-bit one-on-one fighters don't tend to stand up too well these days as the genre evolved so much in the 90s. But I have very fond memories of Way of the Exploding Fist, especially as I bought it with a 10-pound note I found, which to an 11-year-old made me feel like a millionaire. Man, found it. Yeah. What a deal. Will Brooker writes, Way of the Exploding Fist was released when I owned both a C64 and a Spectrum, and this is one of those rare games where both versions are equally great with their own charm. The Commodore has its chunky colored sprites, constant music, and sampled shouts, and the Spectrum a much more delicate art style that arguably suits the Japanese environment and tone. Despite the fighting, this is a surprisingly peaceful game with respectful bows, a quietly observing mentor in the background, and solemn tying of a new belt as you rise through the dawn ranking system. I do want to mention one thing that uh, came to us. I don't know where exactly this myth got started, but nobody in Japan bows like the way that Miyagi said to in Karate Kid. 
they you if you don't lower your eyes when you bow, you get no respect. So that's an entirely Western invention. Just throwing that out there. You're, you've never seen. Uh, there's a Bond movie where. <laughs> Bond is fighting this guy because I'm a battle game. Bond kicks him right in the face. Right. So and that, then the next guy doesn't do that. Yeah. So maybe yeah. that's what it was. Um, at the time, the only predecessor in competition of this game was an obscure 1984 bug bite offering called Kung Fu, and Fist easily supplanted it. Since then, we've seen fancier martial arts games like International Karate, Yara Kung Fu, and Way of the Tiger, but Way of the Exploding Fist stands up as one of the very best. The animation is fluid, moves are varied and instinctive, and the sound delivers a surprisingly solid whack. My only problem is I'm no longer very good at it. Maybe I used to play it on joystick. The multi-directional keys are awkward. Did you ever use the, the keyboard on this one? <laughs> it's funny. I heard some people talking about having two players on the keyboard. <laughs> Can That's, you imagine yeah. what that yeah. was like? I, I believe, <laughs> no, I did not try I on I believe the you have to do something real wacky like press G and H together well, they, if you want to use the They split the keyboard up so two people could crowd around. Mm-hmm. And they, I, I looked at the controls in the docks. I was like, oh, my God. No, yeah. Yeah. no. Um, and, he, and Will goes on to say, or maybe back in the mid-'80s, I was dueling the younger kids from my neighborhood on two-player rather than an increasingly adept computer opponent. Nevertheless, I think this is an example of what the Spectrum does best. If you squint, it looks like animated pencil drawings on a watercolor background. Yes. A beautiful depiction of two men beating the living tar out of each other. (laughs) I love it. I love that. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Steve Smith writes, I've never been a big fan of one-on-one fighting games like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, but Way of the Exploding Fist is one of those games I have very definite memories of playing and enjoying back in the day especially as a two-player game. With modern eyes and modern alternatives, it's obviously not as fun now as it was, but it has certain qualities that raise it above the average. It's slow and tactical in its gameplay, with none of the button mashing that modern fighters seem to be, and fights are short and simple. The graphics, especially the animation, is very good, and I have almost never been beaten. It deserves its reputation as a Spectrum Classic, 8 out of 10. Lord Soup writes, Way of the Exploding Fist is a bona fide classic of the 8-bit micro era. Played with love, or I'm sorry, made with love, played with relish, aged like wine. Better than international karate. I felt a broad smile cross my face when Bode announced the game for us to get into this episode. <laughs> I know many of us felt the same way. A great game, 9 out of 10. Pajako6502 writes, I didn't play this on the Specky back in the day. I played first on the BBC Micro and my cousin's Amstrad CPC long before I ever played it on the Sinclair. It's slower and some of the moves, like the sweep, take an age to animate, but that doesn't make it any less playable. The developers of this game managed to cram in so much control into a joystick with one fire button and it just works. I found playing on a D-pad a lot harder than on a joystick, though. The animations are great, the backgrounds are beautiful, and the simple 48k beeper is used to great effect so you really feel the impact on some of those hits. It's a tough single player game that you can't cheese your way through. Like real life practice and precision timing, it is key. The game's secret weapon is two player, before IK Plus and Street Fighter 2, this was Exploding Fist, was the bomb, and again, while it wasn't on the ZX, I spent many hours playing it with friends. And finally, D-Man writes, This is essentially a review of the single-player mode, as I can't ever remember playing this against other human opponents. Colorful graphics and great gameplay, my only gripe is that the game is too easy. Having not played this in years, I reached 10th dawn on my second go, as being aggressive and using the same three or four moves will win most bouts. There's not really any significant progression and difficulty between the novice and 10th dawn opponent. Two semi-amusing moments. When one of the fighters gets hit in the stomach, they apparently transform into a wizened old lady. 
The second is both combatants scoring a direct hit at the same time, causing them both to be knocked out cartoon style. I haven't seen that. I don't yeah, know. I haven't seen that either. Um, would probably have scored it a 9 back in the day, but marking it down to 7.5 out of 10 due to the easiness factor. Mr. Dave 6309 writes, I love the artwork and backgrounds in the game. 10 plus for that alone. Now to repaint my man cave. And finally, <laughs> Paul, a.k.a. Hermski, writes a Herm Firm 9 out of 10. I really enjoyed playing Exploding Fist back in the day, both in its one- and two-player modes were addictively thrilling. Furthermore, I enjoyed its sequel, The Way of the Tiger, and both were regularly getting loaded up on my spectrum. The large sprites and the vibrant colors of the backgrounds were just stunning, and so was its smooth gameplay. I think one of the main reasons this game was a huge success was due to it being released around the same time as the classic film, The Karate Kid. Every kid, including me, desired to be Daniel-san. The only way to even get close to the excitement for most of us was through the way of the exploding fists. Yeah, remember I was at the tur- one of the tournaments they used to to not film, but to like jack that thing up and research right. and stuff. Right. So I was, I was a big fan of cricket. Listen, just to close this off, this is one of those games that it came out uh, all those years ago. But we could play two players on this right now and sit down and have a good time with it. The mark of a true game. Uh, uh, that has uh, been put together in an excellent way that stands the test of time. I really enjoyed my time on this one, Boatster. All right, man. What are we going to play in next week? Let's find out, shall we? Oh, man. It's Avalon. It's Avalon. I'm going to fire up that Roxy music out. I was going to say... I was thinking Frankie Avalon. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get the Grease soundtrack together, both. That'll be fun. Yeah, guys, thank you as always for uh, watching our Sinclair. We want to give a, a special shout out to all of our uh, patrons. We have a, uh, a thriving uh, community here, uh, and we want to give big props to Clive's Club, the group that picks these games for us every month. Big props to Waterly Chesham, Mr. Rocket, Mitsuyama, Richard Goulstone. Paul Bossman Harrington, McChessers, Jed Byrne, Justin Tinpot Gamer, Orc Meal, and Paul, a.k.a. Hermski. Thanks, y'all. We also want to thank our patron uh, supporters, and that includes uh, Scott Parlatow, Davey Sloan, Chris Munch, Pajaco6502, Will Brooker, Stephen Wilcott, Chartel, Nathan Mills, Doug Berry, David Terrace, Andrew Waite, Eric Nelson, Captain Crispy, Laurent Giroux, Mark Downey, Peter Mullen, Mark Durham, and Pixels at Dawn. We have a goal up on our Patreon page. If we can get to $200 of support, our Sinclair will morph into a weekly show. And that was my morphing. Listen, see that? There's a, we've got a ton of games. We're that's what I look like. <laughs> yeah. That's, you're, you're an that's no good right there. That's bad. I apologize. Guys, uh, again, thank you for listening. We will see you next time with Avalon. And until then, rewind tape and press play.